Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey there, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Can I just say that I legit feel like I am hanging out with you when I record these episodes, and I love it. I'm sitting here with my coffee, and I'm just imagining that we're sitting, chatting, talking health and fitness, and I should make that happen. Anyway, I wanted to say a quick thank you to everybody listening who has got on the VIP email list in the past few days. And if you haven't, it's just a great way to stay in touch with me on a more regular basis. I send out emails sharing kind of my thoughts on motivation and nutrition, my favorite recipes and workouts. And it's a fantastic way for me to get feedback from you, for you to ask questions. And I love it when you respond to the emails and let me know what you think, what you're struggling with. It's really helpful for me to know where you're having a hard time or where you need more information so that I can be sure to deliver it to you. So let's dive in to today's topic. Recently, I sent out an email to the folks on my VIP list with my favorite ways to do high-intensity interval training for fast and efficient fat loss workouts regardless of your fitness level, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, never been to the gym in the day, a day in your life, doesn't matter. And I got a ton of responses and great questions, and I thought that it really merited a full podcast episode all on its own. So what I wanna talk to you about today is why chronic cardio, right, the treadmill, the elliptical, those sorts of things, aren't the best workouts for fat loss, and why high-intensity interval training is so effective. But I want to start with a few caveats, and I really need everybody to kind of tune in and hear these disclaimers that I'm going to give you. First and foremost, you can get amazing fat loss results without working out. The single most important determinant of your fat loss progress is going to be what you put in your mouth and what you put in your mind. So if you have not yet mastered 
eating for hormone balance, eating for um, fat loss. And if you are still struggling with negative self-talk, I do not want you adding pressure to yourself thinking that you need to be working out. When people email me and say, everything's a mess and I'm not being disciplined with my workouts and I'm beating myself up because I'm not going to the gym, I don't want to see you focusing on that until you've really mastered the nutrition and the mindset side of things because those are the primary drivers of your results, okay? Invest your energy in changing your habits over time related to what you eat and how you think. Please, please don't strive for perfection and start beating yourself up or thinking that you're not doing it right if you aren't working out because it's not true. 90% or more of your results are going to come from what you put into your body, what you put in your mouth, what you put in your mind. So master that first. Remember that we have a limited amount of energy and willpower and resources when it comes to making behavior change. When we try to do it all, when we try to change our mindset and our eating habits and our fitness habits all at the same time, we're fragmenting our energy and really decreasing our ability to make progress and succeed. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh no, now I need to add in my workouts or okay, um, I'm going to add this to the mix now, but you're still struggling with nutrition, please don't. Even if it means you don't continue listening to this episode, Stay focused on the big rocks and the biggest rocks are going to be food and mindset. So no emails because you're feeling overwhelmed that you have to work out and you don't have time to work out or you can't make progress because you're injured. It's just not true. So that's caveat number one. This is not the primary driver of your success. So if you are still working on building really strong, effortless nutrition habits, stay right there and invest your energy there. That's more important. The second thing I want to say is if you're a Zumba lover or you love to run, this is not in any way a criticism of those types of exercise. Because here's the deal. The very best exercise is the exercise you love and want to do. So does it mean that Zumba is the most effective or efficient thing for fat loss? No, but if you love it and it brings you joy and you're going to do it because it's fun, do it, okay? So I, so no you know, questions or emails about being bummed that you have to give up Zumba or stop running because you don't. It's kind of like saying, oh no, I have to give up bananas because they aren't the perfect food for fat loss. If you're choosing a banana and almond butter over a Pop-Tart, props, kudos, keep it up. Love the banana. Don't beat yourself up because it's not salmon and eggs. And so it's really the same way with exercise or fitness. Do what you'll love. Do what you enjoy doing. It's not to say that our only option is not the perfect option. So when I talk about food for fat loss or exercise for fat loss, remember that it's always a spectrum and we want to search for progress, not perfection. So don't think that any option other than quote unquote the perfect option is a problem because it's not. All right. So is everybody with me on that? If you love to run, then run because you love. If you love Zumba, then it doesn't matter if it's the best thing for fat loss or not. You do it because you love it, okay? And then my last caveat is that 
High intensity interval training, although I think some people get kind of nervous when they hear high intensity or intervals or heck, even the word training, and automatically assume that it's only for advanced exercise and doesn't apply to beginners. And that's just not true. It's just not true. High intensity is for everyone. Old people, young people, fit people, unfit people, new exercisers, advanced exercisers, folks with limited mobility, folks with unlimited mobility, because it is relative to your abilities. And sometimes we get stuck in this trap of comparing ourselves to this ultimate perfection standard and then assuming we're not good enough. So when I say high intensity intervals and you think sprinting and you think I can't sprint, I'll die. Well, you're comparing it to what you've created as this ultimate perfection reality that's just not true, okay? It's relative to your ability. So this is true for everyone. But going back to that first caveat, just because you're a beginner does not mean that you need to make high intensity training work for you. If you are still working on those uh, nutrition habits or those mindset habits, please don't add more. Please take it one step at a time. You do not and should not do everything. So we've spent six minutes talking about caveats, but it's really important to me that nobody think, oh, this is the only way to work out, or now I have to add in workouts every day because that is not true, okay? All right, let's roll. Let's dive right in. I think that many of us, especially women, and I know certainly for me, we grew up feeling like cardio was the way for fat loss, right? Run more, get on the elliptical machine, bike, take spin classes, take aerobics classes, and the more the better. But I mean, not to be critical, but let's just think about it for a second. Does it look like that's working? When we go into the gym and take a glance around the spin class, or when we look at joggers as they pass us on the road, does it look like that approach is working? For me personally, it sure wasn't. I ran the Philadelphia Marathon when I was overweight, and we won't even talk about what an epic disaster that was, but let's say it involves beer. It's bad, bad, bad memories, bad, bad memories. Regardless though, I remember doing all of this cardio and then being so hungry and rewarding myself with food afterwards. I mean, I didn't really think about it. There are a lot of people out there spending a lot of time doing a lot of cardio and they're not as fit as they want to be because it's not a very effective way to go about fat loss. One thing that I've talked about a lot on the podcast is that our bodies are programmed for survival. And when we slash our calorie intake or we spend an hour jogging on the treadmill, our body is focused on keeping us alive. It doesn't, our bodies don't work the way we think that they do. Our body doesn't go, oh, she slashed her calories, or oh, she's running for an hour and a half. Let's go into fat burning mode. It doesn't think that way at all. If we think back to how our bodies were designed and how we were intended to move and function, our Paleolithic ancestors weren't joggers, right? They weren't running marathons. They walked a lot, and sometimes they had to move really fast, either to catch their food or avoid becoming food for something else, but then it was over. You either caught it and it was done, you missed it and it was done, or you got caught and you were dead. 
And the chronic cardio or long duration steady state, the things like jogging, ellipticaling, the long aerobics classes, they are stressors on the body. Your body kind of reacts by saying, whoa, she's still moving. What's going on here? Why, why hasn't it stopped yet? We don't know when this is going to end, so we'd better conserve fuel, downshift everything. Your body's response to that chronic cardio, that steady state, longer duration cardio workout, is to increase your stress hormone, okay? Increase inflammation, suppress the immune system to conserve energy, and actually decrease fat breakdown because it wants to hang on to that stored body fat because you're putting it in a situation by choice with the choice of your activity to tell the body, hang on to that extra fuel because something stressful is going on here. And, you know, for me personally, when someone would tell me years ago, oh, well, maybe you should do less cardio, I would think, oh, no, I can't. Like, this is how I control my weight, right? If you take this away from me, I'm going to lose control. And if you're one of those people that thinks, I can't, I mean, again, like I said, this is how I control my weight. Consider this. What might reducing that cardio or removing it completely do for your appetite or your cravings. Maybe you feel like you have to control your weight that way because of the impact that that type of working out has on your hunger and cravings. For me and for a lot of the clients that I work with, I find that I'm far less hungry and have far fewer cravings when I don't have any of that chronic steady state cardio in my routine. So just to kind of recap before we go into high-intensity interval training and how that works, some of the reasons that chronic cardio is not effective for fat loss, overall, it has a relatively low calorie burn effect while creating a stress response that impairs your health overall in excess, but also upregulates hunger and cravings, and we often have a compensatory reaction, like the more active we are during chronic cardio workouts, the more sedentary we are later, kind of like we've earned it, so then we kind of sit on our butt the rest of the day, or we overeat as a result of either feeling like we deserve a reward or just the upregulation of our appetite and our cravings. Plus, in excess, this chronic cardio can increase inflammation in the body, the stress response of the body, suppress the immune system, generate free radicals in the body that can really damage our cells, and it can slow down those fat-burning signal pathways within the body because your body is getting a message, there is a stressor, we need to conserve fuel. Which brings us to a more effective form of movement for fat loss, and really for just maintaining a strong lean body in general. And that is H-I-I-T. That's how the acronym is usually presented, and it stands for High Intensity Interval Training. It's really awesome for fat loss, and it has positive changes for your body composition without negative changes on your hormones, without impacting your hunger, your cravings, and things like that. All right, so 
one of the major reasons that it works so well is that it generates this really positive hormonal response without the negative stress response that we see with chronic cardio. Let's kind of break down, I think it's it's helpful sometimes to break down the actual phrase because I know and I know because I felt this way too, that a lot of people kind of get a little nervous about anything that's high intensity. It sounds a little, just that, just that. It sounds intense, right? We don't really want that. It kind of, kind of seems a little intimidating, a little scary, especially for those of us who have weight to lose. And we're much, much, much more comfortable with the idea of, you know, a slow jog or 45 minutes on the elliptical or whatever, because that doesn't, it's not as hard, Right. But let's just break it down and really get to the basics of it. And I really want to make you feel more comfortable, not just with understanding why this is much more effective than chronic cardio, but also get really comfortable with the idea that you can do this regardless of your fitness level when you're ready to incorporate it. Okay, so high intensity, right? You're pushing hard. It's not a paced workout. It's not low intensity. It's not moderate intensity. It's it's high intensity. It's hard. It's not meant to keep you within your comfort zone. But the flip side of that is because it's not in your comfort zone and because it's really kind of taking your body to another level, it's taking your body to another level. You're going to get the results. And honestly, even though it can seem a little scary and it can seem a little intimidating and it's not all that fun to go through, I would rather spend less time doing something that's really going to get me results than waste my time on the treadmill, on the elliptical, which doesn't necessarily suck, but it's not fun and it's definitely not fun if you're not getting the results from it, right? So high intensity interval training. Part one is it is high intensity. It is not paced. It is not, well, I've got seven minutes left, so I better kind of reserve a little bit so that I don't tap out before seven minutes is up. Nope. It's all in, all out, go, go, go. The second part though, high intensity interval, the word interval refers to the fact that there are work periods and rest periods. So it's not like, I'm going to go on this marathon run and just push as hard as I can until I fall out and it's over. There are work periods and rest periods. So you're going to push very hard and then you're going to rest and then you're going to push hard again. And fortunately, it's short duration. And that's what I kind of tell myself all the time, you know, push hard, but then it's over before you know it. So high intensity, it's it's not paced, it's not low intensity, it's not moderate intensity, and it's interval style. So you're going to have work periods and rest periods. Now, I want to revisit one of those caveats from a few minutes ago because I, I was in a place where I didn't want high intensity. I was scared of high intensity. I was afraid of injuring myself. And I, I didn't know my body's true limits. So I didn't want to even get near them because, well, then what, right? I understand how nervous it can make people feel. But high intensity is relative. It is totally relative. There was a time in my fitness journey where high intensity was going up and down the stairs quickly. And that's okay. High intensity might be a jog for you or a trot. High intensity for you might be an all out full bore running sprint. And all of those are legit because here's, your mind can compare, right? Your mind can compare your sprint to my sprint and then judge you or judge me based on the differences. But your body 
doesn't work that way. Your body doesn't know what my high intensity is and your body doesn't care. So don't fall into that trap of comparing where you think you should be because high intensity is only only about you. So I I say this all the time to myself and I say it to my clients, but keep your eyes on your own work. Your body has no concept of where you could ultimately be in terms of intensity or where somebody else is. So don't judge yourself if your high intensity is picking your feet up faster as you go up the stairs with the basket of laundry. That's great. That's fantastic. That doesn't make your high intensity any less effective than my high intensity because it's totally relative to your body. So are we all there? I know it's easy to compare, but it's not productive and your body doesn't know and your body doesn't care. The benefits of this are based on what your intensity is. And that's the great thing. It's not like buying a set of 10 pound dumbbells and you start using them and then three or four weeks later, it's not that hard anymore so you stop getting the benefits. The great thing about high intensity workouts is it's always adjusting with you because you can push a little bit more, you can go a little bit faster, you can go a little bit longer as your relative intensity level changes, okay? All right, I just, I think it's really important because I know for me I got stuck in that comparison trap and it's silly because your body doesn't know and your body doesn't care. I don't care if I'm sprinting next to somebody that can go 20 times faster than me. You know what? His 20 times faster and my 20 times slower are still going to get the same benefits for our own body because it's relative to our own ability. So no judgment, no comparison, it's a waste. So just let that go. All right, one of the reasons that high intensity interval training works is because of something called EPOC, E-P-O-C, and that's an acronym that stands for Excess Post-Exercise Oxygen Consumption. Long words, right? Excess, extra, post-exercise, after you work out, oxygen consumption, right? And I prefer the phrase oxygen debt, debt like financial debt, oxygen debt. And a great way to understand what this is and how it works is to think about what happens sometimes if you do something like walk up a couple of flights of stairs, right? So you're going up the stairs and everything's fine, but then you reach the top, the climb's over, and you feel like you're sucking wind. And you're thinking, I mean, I thought I was okay on the way up, but then I get to the top and I'm like, I need to hold on to something. And that is epoch, right? That's a really simple example of excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. Your body has to work a little harder, or in the case of interval training, a lot harder, to recover for the oxygen debt you created during the movement. So during a workout or during your little trek up the stairs, your body's oxygen needs are greater than your body's ability to consume oxygen during the activity. So after the workout or the activity is over, your body has to work overtime to recover that oxygen debt. Now, the reason this is great for fat loss is because it means that after the workout is over, your body keeps working, sometimes for up to 48 hours, to recover that oxygen debt. So that leads to a greater calorie burn and more fat burning potential compared to steady state cardio. 
And what we often see that is if you compare calories burned during a steady state workout, like your hour on the elliptical, right? Compared to those burned during an actual high intensity interval training workout, sometimes the calorie or there's a higher calorie burn during that steady state workout, right? And I used to be so addicted to watching that number climb, right? You hop on the elliptical and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn 400 calories. I'm gonna feel so good when it's over. But as soon as you're done with that steady state workout, the calorie burns over, right? Workout over, body stops working, back to business as usual. But with high intensity interval training, it doesn't work like that. You stop working, but your body keeps working long after it's over. And I like that. I mean, I'm a geek and you guys know I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. I'm a little bit of a financial geek. But to me, it's kind of like investing, right? You earn the money and you put it aside, but your money is earning money after the fact while you're just sitting there, right? It's passive income. And with high intensity interval training, it's like passive fat burning. The workout is over, but the benefits keep coming because your body is playing catch up, even though you only really engaged in the workout for a short period of time. And to, that's enough. That's all you got to tell me. I'm like, I'm in. It's short. It's over fast, right? And my body's going to keep working long after. And I'm not going to be extra hungry. And I'm not going to have more cravings. Like, I'm sold. I'm in. I'm done. But those aren't the only benefits of high intensity interval training. And don't worry, we're going to get into the practical implementation, how you can do it, what it means, how, you know, how to start in just a second. But I want to talk about just glance over really quickly some of the other major benefits of high-intensity interval training. The obvious to me is that it's fast. They're, they're short-duration, high-intensity intervals, so it's less time, and all of us are strapped for time. None of us want to feel like we have to spend all of this time at the gym and then not really get the return that we want. They're over really fast. The afterburn the fact that your body keeps on working long after you've stopped is a huge advantage. And then, of course, like I've said a couple times, not increasing your hunger and your cravings or having a negative impact on your stress response and other hormones. But it also, high intensity interval training also increases the activity of fat burning enzymes that are required for mobilizing your stored body fat and helping it be carried away to be burned for fuel. High intensity interval training also lowers the activity of enzymes that store body fat, that pack it away in your adipose tissue or your hips or your thighs or your butt or whatever. A huge benefit, you guys know how big I am on the hormonal implications uh, of our diet and our exercise and the fact that insulin is really the master fat loss hormone or fat gain hormone, depending on how you're optimizing it. But high intensity interval training increases your sensitivity to insulin and this helps you get into and stay in fat burning mode because insulin is that master fat loss hormone. And the more responsive we are to insulin, the less time we stay out of fat burning mode when we increase our blood sugar. So that's fantastic. Plus, another benefit here, high intensity interval training increases the efficiency of your mitochondria. So if we flash back for a second to 
seventh grade biology, I, I can remember exactly where I was sitting as it was explained that the mitochondria is like the powerhouse of your cell, right? The more mitochondria we have, the more efficient they are, the more energy efficient we are, the more efficient we are at fat burning. Plus, going back to sort of the hormonal implications of high-intensity interval training, when we do this type of training, we increase the production and release of human growth hormone, which supports our metabolism and our ability to burn fat and build muscle, to get lean, to be healthy, to stay fit. When it comes to kind of how to know if you're quote unquote, doing it right. I've mentioned before a company called Metabolic Effect, and I really like the way that they position it. And they talk about cueing yourself to look for what they call the B's and the H's, all right? The B's and the H's. And I'm going to link to Metabolic Effect in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. But the first of the B's is to get breathless. Remember, this is high intensity. It's not low intensity. It's not moderate intensity. It's push, work, go hard. If that scares you, I get it. But it's over fast. And, you know, it's okay. It's relative. I don't want anybody who's never done a running sprint before to go out on the pavement and like truck it, you know, (laughs) take it easy. There's lots of ways you can do it for lower impact and we'll talk about it. But no matter what mode you go about, get breathless. All right. That's the first of the B's. You want to make sure one way to know if you're really tapping into this high intensity is to get breathless. The second of the two Bs is burning. You want to feel that that muscle burn, the generation of lactic acid. And that is a way that you know you're getting the hormonal benefits, the release of human growth hormone and testosterone that are going to help you get into fat burning mode. So when I start to feel that burn, that's usually when I want to quit, right? It gets uncomfortable. I'm huffing, I'm puffing, my muscles are burning, and I'm like, Uh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, but I remind myself, sweet, this is a sign that I'm getting my body where it needs to be to get all these benefits from high intensity interval training. So kind of change your paradigm a little bit instead of being like, "Eh, this is uncomfortable. I think I might phone it in and dial down the intensity and just kind of have a lame workout. Remind yourself, oh, that's awesome. This is my body telling me that I'm exactly where I need to be. So those are the B's, breathless and burning. And then the H's, first you want to generate heat. You want to get hot, right? Not everybody's a big sweater. A big sweater. I don't mean like shirt, sweater. All right, lame. (laughs) I made myself laugh and that's probably about it. You want to sweat, right? You want to get hot. Not everybody sweats all that easily, but just focus on generating heat, even if you're not sweating. You know, your arms should be hot. Your face should be hot. This is not a phone it in lame workout. You really want to generate heat in one form or another. And then if, if you are incorporating weights into your high intensity interval training. And you don't have to, we'll talk about that in a second. You want the weights to be heavy. And again, just like intensity, heavy is relative. Don't judge your heavy compared to somebody else's. That's got nothing to do with it. Your body doesn't care what somebody else lifts. Heavy is relative to you. So those are some kind of cues that I love from Metabolic Effect to kind of give you a sense of if you're in the right zone. 
Now, I want to get back to what I said earlier about the fact that this can really be done effectively regardless of your fitness level, okay? You can do it with equipment or without equipment. You can do it as a brand new beginner or you can do it as a seasoned fitness professional, right? You can do it at a gym or you can do it at home. But I'm going to dial way back and say, remember, more is not more, and you do not need to add this in to your nutrition changes, to your mindset changes, if you have not mastered that yet. This is really about taking it to the next level when you feel like you have the fat loss nutrition habits down and the fat loss mindset habits down. I really don't want people diving into this when they're still really needing to spend their mental and physical energy on the stuff that's going to be a greater driver of results. And there's no getting around the fact that nutrition drives fat loss results more than fitness. Is everybody with me on that? If you're if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, like, oh, this is just one more thing, turn it off. Turn me off, shut me down, and get back to the basics. All right, so another important thing to remember is that there are lots of different modes. So sometimes when we say high-intensity intervals, people think intervals, people think sprinting. This can be done without impact, okay? So you can do high intensity intervals on a rowing machine, on a bike, in a pool while you're swimming. Of course, you can do it running and you can do it with lifting weights, all right? So if you're a very, very beginner and you feel like you're ready to add in some workouts and you've got the nutrition stuff down, you've got the mindset stuff down, I think a great way to start is with a really simple, short body weight circuit or Tabata, right? Tabata is a word that maybe some people have heard of and it's very, very, very short duration, Okay, and it can be an advanced Tabata or a beginner Tabata, but the thing I like about Tabata is it's about four minutes and you're gonna do 20 seconds of work followed by 10 seconds of rest and you're gonna keep doing this for just four minutes. So if you're brand new, maybe what you'll do is just body weight squats and you'll do body weight squats for 20 seconds, then you'll rest for 10 seconds and you'll do that for a total of four minutes. Or maybe what you'll do just in your house by yourself, 20 seconds going up the stairs, right? And then you're going to rest 20 minutes, 20 seconds going up the stairs and you're going to rest for 10 seconds and then another 20 seconds up the stairs for a total of four minutes. Or you can do this with push-ups even on your knees, okay? So 20 seconds of push-ups on your knees, 10 seconds rest and keep repeating that until your timer goes off four minutes later. You can do it in a pool. You can do it on a stationary bike. And it's going to be maximum output, total effort for 20 seconds, and then total rest for 10 seconds, for just four minutes, all right? So that's a that's a good way to start if you're very beginning. If you feel comfortable jogging, you can do the same thing. Max output for 20 seconds, 10 seconds rest. Keep repeating for just four minutes. After four more four minutes, it's done. Congratulations, your Tabata workout is over and you've just generated some ongoing benefits for your body in just four minutes. 
I love, by the way, um, there are some interval timers that you can get for your smartphone so that you don't have to stand there staring at the clock the whole time. Um, it makes a different sound when you go from a work interval to a rest interval. You just set on the app how long you want your work interval and your rest interval to be, and then it just gives you different beeps and different cues and things like that. If you're an intermediate, one thing that I love to do is jump rope, right? And you can set the intervals to what works for you. I love uh, 20 seconds on, 40 seconds off, or even 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And with jump rope, you can do the Tabata style and just do four minutes, or you can do something longer like 10 minutes. You don't want to go crazy and go for 30 minutes. That's probably excessive. But with jump rope, you can do it anywhere. You can travel with the jump rope. You can do longer work intervals and shorter rest intervals. Or you can just go all out as hard as you can for as long as you can, whether that's seven seconds or 30 seconds, and then recover completely until you're ready to go again. So you don't always have to have a prescribed work rest interval. You can just do it based on exertion. However, resist the temptation to kind of like throw in the towel as soon as it gets hard. You really want maximum exertion. Another one that I love if you're an intermediate is a really simple sprint interval, okay? You can do this on the treadmill, you can do this outside, but you can also do it on a stationary bike or a rowing machine or in a pool. And the same sort of thing, you're going to go all out sprint, I like the uh, 20 seconds on, 40 seconds rest, and I might do that just like 10 times, right? So not for a total, uh, you know, not for the four minutes and not setting the timer for 10 minutes, but just 20 seconds sprint, 40 second rest, and do that eight to 10 times. Again, on any kind of machinery or mode that you want, rowing, biking, swimming, running, whatever, even jumping. It's a lot, it's a great workout to do something like 20 seconds of jump squats, right? 20 seconds of jump squats with or without weights, and then rest for 20 seconds or 40 seconds, whatever you feel more comfortable with, and then get back into the jump squats or do something else, right? Maybe you'd go to push-ups and you do that interval series eight to 10 times. So remember, these go by really, really fast. So avoid the urge to kind of back off when the intensity gets tough. Really push yourself, okay? Now, if you're advanced, you can do some more advanced movements or you can incorporate weights. There's one that I absolutely love, and this is one that I got from Sean Stevenson, who was on the show in episode 20, but it is a very fast but totally killer chain of burpees and push-ups. So here's the way it goes, and there's no time for this. You just go, go as fast as you can, as hard as you can. So you do... 10 burpees and then one push-up. Then you do nine burpees and two push-ups. Then you do eight burpees and three push-ups, seven burpees, four push-ups, all the way down to one burpee, 10 push-ups. And you, the goal is just to really push yourself and do it as fast as you can. That one is so hard, but so good. And then you can, of course, add different weights. You might um, use kettlebells, right? You might do more traditional lifts like squats or deadlifts, right? I love to do that. An advanced one that I really enjoy that goes by very quickly 
I'll do three rounds, okay? And each round looks like this. I'll do a quarter mile jog as fast as I can. Then I'll do 10 jump squats with weights. I usually use like 25 or 30 pound dumbbells. 10 jump squats with weights, then 15 burpees, then a quarter mile run, okay? So I'm sandwiching the quarter mile runs with 10 weighted jump squats and 15 burpees, and I'll do that that rotation three times. But really, the, the goal here is, and I'll put all this stuff in the show notes, the goal here is find stuff you love that's fun for you and work it into a high-intensity, short-duration interval workout. If you love lifting weights, work them into your high-intensity intervals, right? If you love doing stuff with kettlebells, work that in. If you don't like lifting or you don't have weights or you don't have a gym membership, get a jump rope or do it with things you have around your house. Do it with just push-ups or air squats or time going up and down the stairs. There's lots of ways to do it. The most important thing to remember, though, is that your nutrition and your mindset are the primary drivers of your results. So stay there, focus there. That's where the majority of your results are. The second thing to remember is that chronic cardio is great if that's what you love. It's if that's what you love. But if you're short on time or you want something more efficient, right, then go with the high intensity. But remember that intensity is relative. So do not judge the effectiveness based on my intensity or somebody else's intensity or your husband's intensity or your kid's intensity. It's relative to your body. And then really resist the urge to kind of throw in the towel when it gets tough. Really seek out that breathless feeling, that burning in your muscles, right? And generation of heat. Push your body because the more you invest in it, the more of that afterburn effect, that oxygen recovery of the oxygen debt you're going to get afterwards. So I'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes over on primalpotential.com under the podcast tab. If you have questions, let me know and be sure, whether you want to check out the show notes or not, be sure to head over to primalpotential.com. Right on the homepage is the sign up for my VIP newsletter list so that you can see more examples of workouts I love, recipes I love, and then just other fat burning and healthy lifestyle tips that I love to share with you guys. And it's just a great way to communicate with me and share your struggles and your challenges and your victories on a more regular basis. So I hope you found this helpful. Until next time, guys, stay healthy.